0: Welcome to the Rally Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. And today I want to talk to you about being assertive. So I've got my wife here on the podcast. Hello, everybody. And what we've been sort of noticing in our lives is that there's an increasing need to be assertive. And the two real reasons are to save time in decision making, but more importantly, to handle certain types of people. And you don't come across these people that often, but when you do, they tend to leave a lasting impact. And, you know, there's various terms for these sort of people. You think of like narcissists or people that try to gaslight you or just rude people, but they'll sort of interact with you and make you feel just put down or just sort of lesser than them, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's worth saying there's probably two different types of, of this confrontation that you might have. One is with this sort of person that you're describing, the person that's sort of just very nicely putting you down the whole time you're talking to them. And then there's also like sometimes someone you love and trust might just have a a little go at you or make a little sideways comment and you're like, well, hang on, what do you actually mean by that? But then the conversation's moved on and then you're thinking about it for a few days, but that person doesn't necessarily want to hurt you or is not necessarily a narcissist, but just a bit of awkwardness for a reason maybe.
0: So it's the idea that someone has said something to you that you felt initially jarring at the time but you didn't want to deal with it at the time because it would cause confrontation or an issue either with someone that you care about or potentially a stranger that you're having to interact with that's sort of putting you down. Yeah. So the reason like, I wanted to address this is because in the past, myself and you included have, yep. have been very sort of catering to other people, trying to just sort of, if someone's upset, putting it on ourselves and going well maybe we're at fault yeah and and the issue that that can lead to is becoming a bit of a doormat and them sort of walking all over you Yep. so there's multiple issues here but the real crux of it is is that rather than just letting it go and hoping it'll go away we've found the need that to really just address it as it happens because if you don't like you said Mm -hmm. it sticks
1: yeah
0: and I I personally struggle with ruminating on things over and over again, replaying things in my mind and sort of struggling with what happened and analysing. And it's, you know, it's an issue with the the various mental concerns that I have, but ruminating on a conversation, frankly, isn't healthy to me. No. And I'm sure you've had similar sort of things. Yeah.
1: I mean, it ties into having anxiety, not being able to let go of the conversation, but. It's very important to learn some skills on how to manage it and how to decrease the chance of, I guess, that rumination happening.
0: Exactly. So in that moment, let's say you're talking to, let's go with someone that's usually nice to you, but they say something that cuts. Yes. The first step is to recognize that they've said that thing to you and that you're a bit offended by it in the moment.
1: Recognize inside you, you mean?
0: Well, rec- recognize, yeah, that you've been impacted by something they've said, that slight, that side, that slight comment, that yep. backhand compliment, that thing that's going to play on you for a yep. longer time.
1: Yeah. So you sort of have to acknowledge it at the time and it's really, really hard because your instinct is almost to go, oh, well, that was funny, whatever. And then, and then like two days later you think of it again. And that's when it starts to become really poisonous to you. But I've. I've found you have to really at the time you have to almost look inside and analyze it at the time and think, okay, I'm actually a little bit hurt right now, and I actually really need to address it right now because if I don't, I am going to feel hurt for a few days, and then it's really awkward if you try and bring it up a few days later.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that, like, because you know this happens with everyone. If 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 we have an argument or an issue, and then three days later I am thinking about it and I bring it up with you. I'm now reinstigating that argument. So now you feel, or, you know, the other person feels attacked. Yeah. Even though I'm trying to address something that you did to me. Or yeah. that, I, you know, I'm trying to clarify all that. Whereas if it's just dealt with in the moment, it's already happening in the moment. So you're not re opening that wound of that argument in a sense.
1: Yeah, exactly right.
0: But how do you do it? Because in the moment, you're now, you've now been, you know, hit with words that hurt you, yeah. and you're reacting. So how do you how do you deal with that?
1: Well it's really hard because you don't want to go too far either and hurt them and suddenly you're having an argument but you have to say enough so that you feel like it's been resolved inside you. So I've had a little bit of a read about sort of there's passive, assertive and aggressive ways of dealing with situations and Assertive is the one you want to lean towards. So passive is like, yeah, okay, I'll just let somebody else decide or I'm just going to let everything go because it doesn't matter and I'm just going to just just not say anything. And aggressive is like I'm going to really put that person down and really show them who's boss and really, really just go out there. And that can be really hurtful to people around you and then you can be the one that becomes damaging to them, which is not very good either. And assertive is more like, we're both important. We're both on the same playing field. And I'm going to just say a little bit, enough for me to feel happy. And then you get to have your say. And then we're going to come to a resolution.
0: Do you mind if they don't get that they've hurt you with their words? Like as in you, you argue with someone or, sorry, this happens. Mm -hmm. And then you do your assertive bit. You're not putting them down. You're not being passive. You're being assertive. Mm -hmm but they just don't get it, as in like they just can't comprehend how you can possibly have been offended by them?
1: Um, I think it's really hard, and it depends how close that person is to you. If it's your husband, then yes, you're going to care. If it's just someone down the street or at the cafe, it probably doesn't matter as much. But
0: So it depends on the, the, the extent of the relationship. If you want an ongoing relationship with the person, you're going to want to make sure that they've heard you out and understand so yeah. you can uh, keep adapting and growing
1: but also at the same time I think sometimes it's about how you feel as well and if you need to say your bit sometimes you just have to say it and then you feel better oh at least I said it. at least I've said what I needed to say
0: so when if you're thinking about it after the fact you're not going oh I wish I had have said something
1: exactly and that's sort of I think a really big key if you're thinking about it afterwards and going I wish I'd said this I wish I'd said that then that shows you that you need to start saying more in, in the, the moment. M- in the moment,
0: yeah. I, I, I find that's the best thing. It's like uh, the biggest thing in my life that I want to try and avoid is, you know, regret. Yeah. Regret of not saying, not doing, not being. And, you know, with goal attainment and all that sort of stuff, like, you know, I'm trying to do stuff. Yeah. But applying that to interactions. You know, how many times have you been with someone and just accepted what they've said? Or, yeah. you know, and this, this isn't necessarily even for someone putting you down. It could be like going out to a restaurant or for example. Yeah. So like... If you, if you don't want to go somewhere, but someone else suggests something and you just go, oh, okay, they they might've just suggested that for your your benefit. They might be trying to help you mm. and you've just gone passively accepted it. Mm-hmm. So now you're both going to a restaurant, for example, that you both don't like Absolutely. thinking you're helping each other out. Yep. So it's not necessarily even just in response to an aggressive act or someone upsetting you. It could just be be assertive.
1: Yeah. So it applies to all different aspects of life, I guess. So part of it is in that tiny confrontation that we're talking about where someone said something that you don't appreciate you need to stick up for yourself but it also might apply for if you feel like you're not getting appreciated at work maybe you need to say something or if someone in your family is taking advantage of you or you know you need to actually set boundaries and be assertive in I guess when you learn how to be assertive it ripples through to a lot of different aspects.
0: And and this is coming from a place of quite being quite unassertive in the past for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I got raised as a good Christian girl. My dad was a priest, still is, and that's great. But definitely the big message coming through was you want to be a good Christian girl and if someone needs your help, you're going to help them and that's sort of the end of the story. Put other um, people first. Yeah, put other people first. And then that that's a virtue um, in some religions. And that's great and lovely in a lot of ways. But I found myself getting really tired, um, not having any energy, losing passion for a lot of my own interests and just getting really too worried about what was going on with other people and... I've had to learn how to be assertive and sort of go okay I'm happy to go this far to help you but any more than that is too much and I need to look after myself as well.
0: Yeah, the concept of drawing a line as in going I'm more than happy to help you to this point. Yeah. Anything beyond this point and I can't I can't and do further anything. and further. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't be drawn that I can't be drawn yep. down that path any further. And it's you know I've, I've found that as well people will take and take and take and take and mm-hmm. because they you know some people are just desperate desperate for help mm. or they're the sort of person that is just inclined to take from other people
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you have a line and that's where you're happy to go to and it could be anything with any number of people mm-hmm. and your line mm-hmm. will be different for everyone of course Absolutely. but you know if you go to the work example and your work calls you in you know you might be okay i'm happy to come in but in the past you would just say yes regardless because you want to make sure you're being a good worker.
1: Yeah, I felt really bad saying no. So even sometimes I used to say no, but then I'd feel so bad about it, it was almost not worth saying no next time because I knew I would feel too bad. Because then
0: you're thinking about it all the time.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah. And that's not healthy.
0: No, so, and it's it's just about finding that, yeah, finding that line Mm. of going, this is what I'm comfortable with. So with the work thing, you're now coming into work going, well, this is where I'm comfortable working. This is where I'm happy. Yeah. These are my times. This is where I am. And the same thing with everything that you're doing. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to do for myself as well is find where I'm happy. Find what line I'm, ha- I'm comfortable with. And I suppose if we bring back to someone saying potentially something aggressive to you mm-hmm. or something that's a bit hurtful, I, I suppose you could put in terms of setting a line. You set the line of if someone says something that I know is going to impact me going forward, mm-hmm. that's that's my line and I'm going to address it.
1: Yeah. I think it's really good for us to maybe give a couple of examples about mm. what we mean about the assertiveness. Um, and it can be a little bit hard to think of them, but
0: it, it's hard to think of things in terms of without going into 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 detail, but more so that it's just about addressing it at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, hang on, hang on a second, like what you said then actually just impacted me in this way, or maybe didn't mean to come across like that, but this is how it impacted me right now, or. I'm not that comfortable with you saying those sort of things, or can you just clarify these sort of things? Yeah,
1: exactly. You can. The clarify thing is really important, and you can also come across really gently. You don't have to always say, "I'm really hurt by what you said." You can start with something like, "Can you just tell me a little bit more about what you mean?" Or, "Can you just tell me a little bit more about what you're saying?" Because I just, I just want to hear a bit more about that opinion, for example.
0: Because you you're giving them a chance to clarify because you might have been misinterpreted as well. Uh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And they may not have meant to come across like yeah. that. Um, it was funny today. I work at a cafe on Sundays and there was a man coming to pay for the table and I was taking his payment and came to $90 and he wanted to give me cash, but he only had like 70 in his wallet or something. And he's like, oh, you know, I was going to give you cash. And I think I'll, maybe i have to give you the card. And you know, his wife's standing over behind him, looking over his shoulder she goes, Gavin, just use the card, all right? And he's like, all right, yeah, all right. He gets the card out and pays with the card. And I think that's one really good example. For, she obviously loves him and it's her husband. Yeah,
0: Obviously. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you
1: don't, you don't know. But point is, like, I think if I was Gavin, I would have felt really hurt that she felt the need to tell me how to pay for a table at a restaurant. Um, and I've definitely been in Gavin's shoes before where someone says something like that and you're thinking, what, well, do you think I'm stupid? Like, I know how to freaking pay for a restaurant. But he didn't say anything and and in the past I would not ne- never have said anything either. I would have gone, okay, she's just trying to help. But at the end of the day, that relationship's actually suffering because Gavin's gone home going, my wife thinks I'm stupid. And she may have gone home thinking that Gavin is stupid as well. So that's not good. So...
0: How how would have you dealt with that situation if you were Gavin then?
1: Well, it's really hard because I'm still learning, but I think I think maybe at the time still just pay because there's no point bringing it up in front of the waitress. Yeah. But then maybe go home and go look, sweetie. I really appreciate that you're trying to help me. It might be just healthier if you just if I'm doing the paying, just just step aside and just have a little chat to our son or. Just trust that I'm going to be okay to do the thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think for something as as trivial as paying at a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it this way: if if I was in a relationship or a friendship or anything, and someone's treating me like that, mm. there's there's issues there. Yeah. And if you've let the relationship get to a stage where someone's talking to you mm. like that, just casually at a restaurant, mm. I mean, you've had to be. You should have been assertive, like. Years ago. Well,
1: that's exactly right. <laughs> However, um, you may not have had the strength years true. ago. True. No,
0: and, and that and that's the other thing that yeah. like you can slowly change. So for me, it's like oh, I couldn't stand that sort of that yeah. sort of personality. Yeah, yeah, don't get at, in that at situation. this stage of my life. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah.
1: Well, having said that, there are people that may be related or maybe that you associate with for whatever reason that are a little bit full on like that, and sometimes will say things like that and. I don't want to just be like I'm never going to see you again, mm. which is the aggressive thing to do, and I also don't want to be like
0: oh, oh you're I, right." I,
1: I hate you and and whatever. Yeah, but also yeah, I don't want to mm. say oh you're right, yeah, I'll just do it your way. So sometimes you have to learn how to just say, "Look, um can we just talk a bit that a little bit about that? I I think you know that I know how to do this. So maybe let's just talk about something different." And um
0: so just, just bringing it up with them and addressing yeah. it. Yeah. I think I think there's that risk of just letting all of this sort of stuff go by. And mm. um if you don't if you don't hold the line and actually go, We actually need to talk about this and yeah, it might cause an argument now. Mm. They if let's say he goes into the car and brings this up with mm. his wife, mm-hmm. lovely, lovely wife. Mm-hmm. And and they address it and they have an argument on the way home, right? Mm. Let's say you had had that argument ten years ago, mm-hmm. right? And maybe had it a few more times. Now they, you know, they've talked about it. He's explained what happened. She's like, oh, you know, I just didn't. Maybe, maybe her answer is that I was getting. She, she might be feeling anxious mm. about the awkwardness of him paying slowly for the mm. for the cashier, mm. and she's all got all this anxiety, and she expresses yeah. that to him. And then, then they can have this discussion about, well, why do you feel that anxiety? Yeah. Do you think the waitress really matters? And if it does, well, you know, you could actually get into the weeds on what this is. Yeah. Or. Alternatively you, you leave it for ten years, mm. be passive about it and go, Oh, my wife thinks I'm dumb and then the wife's going, Oh, but I'm you know, I'm anxious about this and we should just pay. It's like this whole two inner worlds that aren't connected anymore. Whereas yeah. if you actually talk and share and address it be That's assertive right. about that and they, <laughs> and they take a action.
1: Teenage son with them that was drinking in the relationship. So
0: Learn, learning how, how to deal with things by yep. watching both partners and
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think the thing is, is that yeah, he'll look at how the dad responds, and then he'll find a woman like his mum, as yeah. is the cliche. But you know, it happens, yeah. But the it? other
1: thing he's learning is that it's okay to look over someone's shoulder and yell about what they're doing. That's that's what I mean. So like, it's both ways. Oh,
0: as in yeah, who who knows how it'll how it'll roll yeah. that way? But yeah, <sighs> with the assertive thing, the other thing that I wanted to address is when you're when you don't when you're with someone and or in a group of, group situation and no one can seem to make a decision. This sometimes happens with us, depending on, you know, if we're, especially if we're both a bit tired or a bit stressed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it happens in social groups all the time But you know, you're, you're with a group of people and it's like, oh, what restaurant do you want to do? What do you want to do? And no one can make a decision. Yep. Just decide. Like my, my, my response to that is, is be assertive and choose. And the reason for Mm -hmm. this is simple. If you don't, you're wasting a bunch of time and let's say you do choose. For a start, you get to choose the restaurant, for example, that you want to go to. Mm -hmm. And that's good for you, of course. But more importantly, it gets stuff happening. And if people do truly have an issue with that, when you make that decision for the group and you just act confidently, hey, why don't we do this? If people have a problem with that, that's their time to speak up and Mm -hmm. to be assertive back. But if no one's being assertive about it and you make a decision and people just go along with it, Well, why shouldn't it be your decision? Why Mm. shouldn't it be you? Why shouldn't you be the one that decides for the group where you eat? Ultimately, it really doesn't matter.
1: Mm. Do you know what I mean? the group would appreciate someone making a decision as well.
0: No one wants to sit around going, oh, what do you want to it's 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 just this, it's just a a social mess. And like, you know, I I find that we sometimes get into that,
1: Mm. into
0: that thing. And then like one of us will step back and go, what are we doing? Let's just, it doesn't, it's so insignificant that it doesn't matter, but Maybe like for me personally, when I'm in that sort of anxiously tired mind, I'm like, oh, but what if you don't like this? What if mm. you know? What if? What if? What if? What if? What if? It doesn't matter. Like if if we go to a restaurant and it's bad food, or we see a movie and it's terrible, or whatever. Like mm. we're in a relationship long term, it doesn't matter. We're we're in friend friendship groups that we see each other all the time. Like it it the decision itself doesn't matter, but the anxiety or the the social dynamic seems to draw this issue of indecision.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, so I've been, I've been trying my best when I notice that indecision to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then if someone counters and going, oh, well, I want to do this. It's like, all right, let's do that.
1: Yeah. Still be nice about it. And
0: 100%. And like minded. If, yeah, if, 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 if I truly think that the decision doesn't matter and I've thrown an idea out and that's not appreciated and someone throws their idea out, finally. Yes. I just agree with them because it ultimately still doesn't matter.
1: But it's great because you've actually then made someone else come up with an idea as well. Yeah. Empowered
0: them and the whole thing. And I don't know, I just get, I just get frustrated by indecision on what turns out to be really meaningless stuff.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: and it's, it's, for me, that's another aspect of being assertive. But the side note of that is, is how do you, how do you get that skill? Mm. And I think it's just by practicing
1: getting that skill. Yeah, that's actually a really really interesting point. I think one Thing is that you have to have the willpower in the moment to make that decision which is really really hard it's a really hard thing to do because someone said something so maybe the decisions in a group is easier because you can go okay everyone's being indecisive this is my chance this is my chance to make a decision go go and that's takes a bit of bravery, but if you can just do it the for, first so, for time. some
0: some people, this just comes naturally too. Yeah. Like some people might be listening, going, well, "What the hell?" Well, duh. yeah. But other people go, "Oh, but who am I to make it?" You know, yeah. like and there's that confidence issue and that sort of stuff. But well, yeah. if
1: you are that person, just try it, try it a couple of times, and mm. just see. And if you might actually find that it actually is a really good idea, mm. and you get really comfortable with it after a couple of tries. Um, the other thing, the other the other one is that the really hard one, I think, where someone says something. And you feel really uncomfortable about what they've just said.
0: Back to the start of the podcast. And um,
1: back to the start, yeah. And you're like, oh, God. And suddenly you're feeling really upset about what they've said. And you don't know what to do. And that's the time you have to look inside yourself and go, I need to say something. And then you've got to make a decision of what to say. And all this takes about two seconds. Because if you don't do it quickly, conversation will move on. And then you've lost your chance.
0: And then for the rest of the night, you're there now sulky or in a bad mood. Absolutely. Salty. You, yeah, you're sitting there yeah. all salty.
1: You ruined your own night. You probably ruined the other person's night. The other person's no idea what's going on. Yeah, the
0: other, and that's the other thing. The other person might... Have, like, someone might say something to you, or vice versa, that's been insulting you, mm. and the other person's dwelling on it. Mm. But if it's not addressed, you might not even realise it. Like, mm. it, it could just be like an offhand comment that you didn't even mean to say, but you've deeply cut someone yeah, without meaning any issue by it. If it's not addressed, if you're not assertive about that, you're now just... There's this whole mess of stuff, you know, oh, and the implications are widespread, like yeah. in the workplace as well. If you get put onto a job that you're not comfortable with, if you're not assertive, you're going to suck at that job. Your boss is going to very much dislike the work that you put out
1: Absolutely. because you're not
0: capable of doing it. Maybe you're not suited. Maybe you don't have the skills, whatever. Be assertive and say, hey, boss, I'm not, I'm not good at, in that role. I'd prefer to do in this role for these reasons. Maybe yeah. you should put Johnson in this role. <laughs> but but
1: how do you have the guts to say that? As the question as well. You've just
0: got to start because what, what's yeah. the, what's the alternative? Yeah. Right? What, what's the look? Like, I mean, to do it in a workplace, you get the guts by practicing it in your social life in your partnership. Yeah. But the other thing is, is how what's the alternative if you don't? Are you just going to accept for the rest of your life that well, you're a lot of people being, do? And that's and that's what I'm. I suppose that's why we're talking about yeah. this now is to just just give it a try. So I suppose the 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 the, the easiest base level of this is if you're out with friends and the opportunity to make a decision comes up take it, yep, especially absolutely. it yeah especially if yeah if it doesn't matter if it's for something as insignificant as a movie or food make the choice it does not matter
1: yeah actually I, i've been doing that a little bit lately with my girlfriends i've got a few girlfriends they don't really know each other so i end up having a little one-on-one coffee dates with them yeah and like for a while you just go and have coffee and that's lovely but i've gotten to the point now where i'm like well how about we do something different? Maybe go to a garden, go for a big walk or... Take
0: take Archer, our son, to uh, play playground. Play, play centre, play yeah, which
1: is really sweet. Or even just, like, Google a cool spot in mm. our own city that we've never been and pretend we're tourists and go and, like, see mm. a new place and stuff like that. And they're they're wrapped. They're happy because they get to do something different. Go and have a coffee any day.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose this, this brings up the other side. Like, how good is it when someone comes to you with... A plan. Yeah like, and they're hey, like, hey, yeah. let's go and do this thing and you're like, oh, all right, you yeah. sound like you've got it sorted, right? People want to be led. Like mm. I want to be led in a sense if you're coming to me with confidence and stuff and it's you know, obviously fits in lines with what I'm happy doing, hell yeah, let's go do that thing.
1: Yeah, and they feel special, like I'm taking them out for a special day mm. and I've done nothing except Google like prices at the local zoo or something and... But the
0: thing is is that you've you've done the coffee thing and you've mm. you're like, Well, it's coffee, it's great, it's fun, but why can't we have that same experience? Mm. Doing something that you're more into and everyone wins.
1: Yeah. Do a bit of exercise and see your city at the same time. Mm,
0: because cause I suppose the other thing is is your friend could want to do other stuff, but maybe they don't feel comfortable bringing it up. Who knows?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm, it gives them the opportunity to come up with some ideas of what they want to do. Yeah. But I guess another example of the other type where someone says something that you're upset about, I mean, just maybe another example is like I'm mainly not working out of the home now. I do a little bit of work on... Sunday at a cafe and that's fine but it's only a couple of hours usually just looking after my son
0: helping out with my writing and editing yeah the thing is
1: yeah that's sort of what I'm getting at I'm actually really really busy I'm a really really busy person I've got to look after my 10 month old son and I help a lot with the podcast and the blogs and do a lot of stuff online and I sell stuff on ebay and running around doing a lot of household chores which Mm. actually are very 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 time consuming (laughs) um (laughs) And I've got my own projects that I want to work on and, you know, I've got my own writing I want to do. There's a lot going on. Um, and sometimes people don't always understand that because they think I'm on maternity leave with my son. And so if someone makes a, a comment where they indicate that I've got too much time or, you know, why don't you do it, you've got a lot of time, That that can be an example of what we're talking about. No. I might be hurt by that.
0: Because they don't understand your situation.
1: Yeah, it's like well, I'm actually really busy too. But mm. you don't think I'm busy because you work outside the home. I actually work really hard. A lot of the work I do happens to be inside the home. at my home. Yeah,
0: mm. but I, I find that you know doing myself as well. Like I'm doing part time writing, part time teaching. Yeah, and it's like oh, but you don't work that much. It's like yeah, but I sort of
1: do. No, I actually work really, mm. really hard. Yeah, and so what I found with that is uh, It's not their fault. They don't know. They've seen other mothers that are on maternity leave doing nothing, or, well, in, or their mind, in their what mind they think is nothing. what they think is nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or they might think, when I have a baby, I'm going to do nothing for a year. They they, they just might not know.
0: It's a lack like, it's a lack of understanding.
1: Yeah. So it's not that they're trying to be mean to me. So in that moment, I've got to go. Well, actually, actually, I do all these other things.
0: I want to just bring up one sort of thing on this, yeah. right? Because. There's a risk of being ridiculously nuanced about this. As in you, mm. like, you know, I think it was on how much a mother. It's like eight or higher, right? Yes. Because with this, it's like, if some, like, I'm not going to, I want to be clear here. It's not to be assertive on every little thing because then you're just an annoying person that's like Absolutely. checking everyone. It's more that getting aware of if, if it's going to impact you significantly mm. and it's worth addressing some things aren't worth addressing Mm, some things are and it's it's hard to make that balance but it's more if you think it will be if you think it's going to have have an impact on you and you don't want to have that impact maybe it's worth addressing
1: yeah like this thing about the maternity leave obviously doesn't really matter but if it's a friend of mine that kind of needs to understand that i'm busy because otherwise they might ask too much of me or something
0: then ongoing it it doesn't needs
1: to be said yeah Yeah. and, and also another thing is it doesn't need to be said in the moment like a friend of mine makes a comment going oh you've got plenty of time I can just go, okay, yeah, fair enough. At the time, then if I think, I think this friend needs to know that I'm really busy, just another day, mm. I might just happen to start talking about how busy I am and have got a lot on, and just share that with her because mm. she may not have realised. And, and
0: then you get a deeper relationship as well.
1: Yeah, and mm. and um, probably instinctively just wouldn't bother sharing it because I'm, I don't know, maybe private in that way or whatever. I Actually, go out of my way and go, okay. Feel like she needs to know. Mm. So there's different ways to go about it, I guess, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I think I think we'll, we'll call it there. Yep. I wanted to um, go on to some questions from the internet. And yep. if anyone's out there and got some questions for me um, from anything I'm doing, either the blog, podcast, or fiction, all that sort of stuff, feel free to um, send your messages in. Um, social media is the best, and I'll put some links down below. But uh, Marie's going to read out a couple, and I'll give my responses, and maybe you can jump in if you've got anything ad- to add to my response, yeah?
1: Okay, sure. sure. So the first one is... What is the single best way to improve your mental health?
0: So I've got two answers. One is exercise. Um, and two is there's no single best way. And the reason I'm giving that answer is, is because I want to address, like, if I could only do one thing for my mental health, it's exercise. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you could encapsulate the benefits of exercise into a pill, it'd be the best selling pill. If Absolutely. that makes sense, right? Absolutely. It's, just, it's just the best thing for you. Um, and for me, that involves running or weights. In most mornings, I try and get a running or weight session in. Um, and if I'm a bit injured or tired or sick, I'll stretch instead. Mm-hmm. And at night, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is full body physical. It's it's a learning process, the social environment. It's amazing. If yep. you're not try- if you haven't tried Jiu-Jitsu yet, give it a shot. Yep. So exercise, and just move your body, yep. right? Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know the full biology of it, but basically, doing exercise releases good feeling hormones and chemicals in your brain and you feel great and that has an ongoing effect yep. the healthier well, you are, the better
1: if you want some thoughts on that, I actually do know the full biology of it um, maybe I should yeah we'll, link, link to something, we'll,
0: we'll chuck a link in there because it can get a bit too,
1: yeah I'm not going to go into it now but basically it increases all your good hormones and gets rid of all your bad hormones and I don't like the word hormones, people throw it around basically hormones are little messages your brain sends to other bits of your body Just just to keep it simple so, your brain, if you want an increase in good hormones, that means your brain's going to say to everything else, oh, we're doing really well. And yeah. if you've got an increase in bad hormones, your brain's saying, I don't like what's going on at all. This is really not very good at all. So, that's anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> brain saying to the rest of your body, I don't like this. Go away. Get out of here. That's what anxiety is. So, just... Obviously,
0: there's the technical way to explain that. Absolutely. But, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> trying
1: to, just trying to do a really quick summary there. So... So people...
0: Basically, exercise makes you feel good.
1: A- absolutely. Yeah. And it's really hard to do when you're feeling down.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's... It's really hard to do when you're feeling down. And I suppose the, the response to that is is just do it. Like, do what you can when you can. Um,
1: yeah. And sometimes you have to force yourself to try it and you actually feel better <laughs> Yeah.
0: Just, just get up and do it. Yeah. However, when it's talking about the single best way, there's, there's multiple ways. And I've talked about it before. Um, I like writing therapy. I yeah. like seeing a psychiatrist or psychologist. I'll, you know, make sure to do, read a fiction book. I'll have a warm bath. I'll make sure I'm eating well. I'll, you know, there, there's a bunch of different things that you will do. And I'll suggest that you you start working out what has worked for you in the past. Write a list and put it on your wall. I've got it on my wall behind me, a mental health checklist and, Basically, that involves me just working out what has worked for me in the past. But if you're going to do one thing, exercise.
1: And also allow it to be a scattered, scattered brain of like, this helps a little bit, that helps a little bit.
0: Try a bunch of everything.
1: Try a few things and you get a lot of help out of doing maybe 20 small things rather than one big or... True. Yeah.
0: Depends on what the person's asking for. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, suppose, I suppose the problem with a, um, what's the single best way to do something just like everything there's no one solution to everything it's not like if you do these four things your mental health will improve or if you do these three things you'll get lots of money with this it doesn't make like there's no there's no shortcuts you've actually, got to. that's,
1: that's really interesting I, I just thought of something though the the one thing that you can do to really improve maybe two decisions one that you're going to get better and that you can get yes
0: better. that's actually that's a very good 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 and comment then
1: everything will follow that because you'll start making different decisions in your life when you make that decision
0: yeah, and I see I see this online, actually. It's good that you brought that up. People say, like, oh, I see it on mental health boards and that sort of stuff that I contribute and talk in that people talk about, like, oh, people just tell me to make the choice to get better. And it's like, don't you think I would have made that choice already? And, yeah, of course, no one's there wanting to be impacted. Well, presumably no one's there wanting to be impacted by their mental affliction. But what I mean by making the choice is that you need to do what you can when you can. So mm-hmm. let's say you wake up and you're in a great mood. That's when you do a lot. You might go and lift weights for an hour, for mm-hmm. example. If we're just using the exercise example, okay. if you're in a bad mental state, force yourself to get up and have a shower.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like it, it's it's get the best win you can for that day. I'm not I'm not saying that every day you'll be at the same, but it's it, it's it's for me. It was making commitment to try my best on any given day.
1: Yeah. So if you've got a decision between two things and one's going to help you improve a little bit and one won't, you, you always go for the one that will help you improve yeah. a little bit. And even if that's having a shower and yeah. the other, sorry, I just said those two things. So the other decision is that you are worth it and you're going to look after yourself. Sometimes we put ourselves last and then we wonder Back why we're being depressed. being assertive and putting yourself exactly. first. 100%. And that, I've done that a lot. So yeah.
0: Yeah. But I, I suppose, yeah, in general, there's no single best way. Yeah, exactly. But also do exercise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so second question. In a video, you talked about guarding your mental state at all costs. But that seems selfish. What if a friend or spouse needs me? And what if they're at risk of self-harm or suicide?
0: Okay, so it's 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 sort of similar to what we just touched yeah. on. I if someone's in a bad mental state, I need to protect myself first. And it could be that could mean a lot of things, but the short answer is this. I can't help you if I'm not in a place if i if i'm not in a place to help you i can't help you yeah so uh, it, it's very complicated depending on the relationship and Absolutely. all of this sort of stuff but yeah. i suppose the analogy is you know when you're in a plane they always tell you to put your gas put your um oxygen mask on first before you yeah. before you put someone else's on you know if i if i sacrifice myself and this is coming from a lot of prior learning mm-hmm. if i sacrifice myself to hold you up eventually i won't be able to hold you up and also My just propping you up probably won't have helped you to get the skills to help you anyway. So I'm going to be in this perpetual cycle of trying to help you. Yes. Whereas if I help myself first and ensure that I'm in a good mental state.
1: You're a good example to them as well. well.
0: Yeah, a good example, but not even that. It's I can then act for your best interest. Yes. So if it comes down and this, it might sound selfish, but ultimately you are the only one that's going to have your best interests at hand in life. Like it's, 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 it's you. Right. That's, that's, you've you've got to rely on yourself primarily because other people will draw from you and will do all those things, Mm -hmm. not necessarily intentionally, but you have to have your back the most part, because if you don't, no matter how much you want to help someone, you can't help them. And it may cause potentially bad things to happen. You know, like there will be times where by putting yourself first, you may lose relationships or you may do, things may happen, but... What's the alternative? Yeah, you know, and and if it does get to a a, a thing of self harm or suicide, I'm not saying to just cut that person off. Going, oh hey, you know, I'm, I need, to, I've got myself and my yeah, own problems to absolutely. deal with. It, it's more like you're going to, you're saying you're you're ensuring that you're seeing the psychologist yourself. You're getting that that help, and you're bringing in the experts. You're not putting it down all on yourself. And if you need a day off to rest and recover, you're taking that day off to rest and recover to help
1: them. Yeah, I think. Something really important is we sort of touched on it before and being assertive rather than passive or aggressive. Basically, you're saying I'm important and so are you. So we're both important. We're both just as important as each other. Mm. So I think people that put themselves down, they think the other person's more important. And people that are maybe a bit um, megalomaniac or whatever <laughs> the word is, but they put themselves above the other person. So if you aim for that, middle ground we're we're both important it's not selfish to look after yourself
0: you're at least equal
1: you're equal so you've got to look after yourself and them Mm. and that's okay so maybe it would be selfish if you're looking after yourself 90% of the time someone else 10% of the time because you're actually looking after yourself at the expense of someone else Mm. maybe that's selfish so maybe we need to rephrase what selfish means but if you're looking after yourself and happy to help them as well that's not selfish so it's selfish to look after yourself too it's actually healthy
0: it's, it's a hard question to answer because mm. there's so many different issues and different different nuances here. You could look at it another way. Let's say you've got, it depends on your, space, your, your your overall philosophy, but let's say you've got one person in need of your help and that will take a bunch of your time. You could help that person and just help that one person, but you could also spend that same amount of time helping 10 people mm-hmm. with smaller problems. And it's, it's sort of like what, which one's more selfish to do. Mm. and you know you've also got to include in that situation that you are yourself a person that needs to be in a good mental state in a good place to help
1: yeah and it's our responsibility to look after ourselves and our lives as well
0: Mm. there's this this feeling of like i don't know i feel this sort of innate feeling of like oh i'm looking after myself and then you get this sort of guilt yes this sort of guilt feeling but
1: catholic guilt I (laughs) yeah
0: but if you if you don't if you don't look after yourself, if you don't put yourself first, if you don't take those steps to to look after yourself, ultimately you're gonna crash and burn.
1: Absolutely, and, and then and then
0: you're no use to anyone, regardless. Mm. Now, if now both of us are in the hole, yeah, feeling we're both suicidal. Yeah. yeah, I suppose that's the analogy. It's like if someone's down in a hole mm. and they're asking you to come down with them, should you get down in there or should you put the rope down to pull them up? Mm. You know, in my mind, I'll be wanting to lay on the bank, tie the rope to a to a tree, and you know, support them as they climb themselves back up.
1: Yeah, or you can get down for a little bit, have a little chat, and then, we're, okay, I'm, g- I'm going to get I'm out now. Getting, I'm not getting into the hole. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, if you know, if you're a bit more empathetic, you, you might get down there, a little chat down there, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to get out now.
0: If if you're capable um, of doing that, like, yeah. like, it depends on the situation. Like, you said, like, oh, am I empathetic? Well, it's not that I'm empathetic or not. It's that I know that, for me personally, yeah. if I get too deep on someone's issues... Mm. Then I have the risk of going right off track and just losing all functionality. Yeah,
1: so that's my biggest problem in life right now, because <laughs> I I'm suddenly find myself in the hole without even knowing how I got down there. Mm. Someone will tell me they have a problem, and I'm suddenly just right right there. And um, I'll help. <laughs> yeah, so I've had to learn to be like, okay, I've found myself down here already. Back on the assertiveness. So I've got to now. I've got to be like, okay, that's great. I really understand what you're going through, and. And have a little cry with you, but then I'm gonna get out of this hole and you've got the option to come with me and, and let's sit.
0: let's 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 come out together.
1: Yeah. If you're not gonna to choose to come with me, then I'm actually gonna to have to still get out. Sorry.
0: Hmm. Because the other thing I've I've discovered is is that some people just they just don't recover. Yeah. And that's really sad. It's it sucks and it's sad and all that sort of stuff, but I'm sure you've you've found that in your lives that people some people just stay in the same mental state or they stay in the same circumstances or they keep dating the same people. Yeah, or no they matter keep, what you do. Yeah, they keep taking the drug or they keep, you know, not exercising, or whatever the problem is. Mm-hmm. They keep cheating. Who who knows what the problem is, but they just keep doing it. No yeah. matter what you say, you've 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 walked them through, you've yelled at them, you've you've gone along with them you've you've done all of the different things and they're still doing the same behavior yeah. like what more can you do like there's there's no reason if you've tried everything that you've tried there's no reason for you to just stay impacted and affected by this person that isn't going to change and yeah. it's it's it was such a horrible lesson learning that again and again that some people although they say they want to change they're either incapable or don't want to or I don't know. Like, you know, it's, it's beyond me. They're just in
1: a different place to you. Yeah. And, and,
0: and I'm not giving up on those people, but I realized that putting myself first means that I will step back and stop offering myself up and also saying, Hey, well, I'm, I'm clearly not capable of helping you like this. Maybe you need the help of XYZ experts, depending on the problem, because honestly, this isn't working and and if if we're to continue in this relationship well there won't be a relationship because i can't handle this
1: yeah exactly all right so moving on to the third question i feel like i am in the closet with my mental illness i'm worried that i will be judged and looked down upon if i come out with it
0: so a couple of things here i suppose bringing it back to everything that i'm doing i share my story because i'm wanting to try and let people know that it's okay to do so and there is clearly a lot of stigma you know people people talk and joke and the whole thing and you know it's a workplace familial famil- in the family mm. at school there's there's not enough information out there the whole thing mm. so by sharing and talking i'm hoping to reduce that st- stigma and just make it okay to talk about yep. and many many people are out there as well in terms of in your personal life if you think that sharing your story or coming out with it or talking about it will cause you more detriment than the benefit, it might be worth not bringing it up with certain people. Absolutely. However, most, most likely the, you're feeling anxiety as to what people will think as opposed to what they actually will think and do. Mm-hmm. So many people, once I started sharing my story, started sharing their story with me and talking about it and being okay with talking about it because I led that way and led that example. Mm-hmm. And and I've spoken to a bunch of people saying that when they started talking about it, a whole bunch more people came out yeah. about it. Mental illness, like, there's a there's an inherent underreporting of it based on the stigma, but one in five people are dealing with mental illnesses as we speak and one in two are, will deal with it in their lifetime. Suicide yeah. is the greatest killer for... Men aged, I think, eighteen to forty four. I think it was, or twenty three to forty four, something, something like that. Like it's that. a massive killer, and maybe
1: even fifteen to forty four. Yeah, it's is...
0: it's some young men just uh, just. It's a massive problem, yeah. and just mental mental health in general is huge. Yeah, given that fact that there's so many people out there, chances are that you're you're going to be coming out, quote unquote, to people that have dealt with it themselves. Exactly. So, I encourage people to share the stuff that I'm doing, and. The reason I 'm doing this is because by sharing the stuff that I'm doing or anyone that's talking about mental health, what it does is you're you're basically saying to the world "I'm someone that can come out and talk to you might not want to come out and share your own story just yet or what your own issues are but if you let's say you're on social media and you see a motivational video of someone that is talking about mental health or something that's sort of a quote or something that sort of gets the conversation started. Abstractly or on the side, it sort of just leads into a conversation. Mm-hmm. You share those sort of things, right? You're now saying to people, "Hey, I'm comfortable talking about this. I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a person that's safe to bring this up with."
1: It's a subtle way to do it. Subtle,
0: and then mm-hmm. maybe people start. Might people might come to you and start talking to you about it, and then you can now start talking about it.
1: You can decide if you want to share more about you.
0: Exactly. You you don't have to share, and that's the other thing. Like, if it's going to cause issue or more stuff, don't share. Mm. But the question seems to imply that you do have the desire to talk and need. If that's the case, sharing stuff around the topic will get people to come to you. But also, there's a bunch of online communities. Um, I really like Reddit, and there's also Facebook groups. And if you just search support groups for X, and that could be for anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm. for dealing with an abusive partner, for alcohol abuse, Mm -hmm. for... (sighs) Any, any yeah. issue that you've potentially so got. There's so many groups out there of people that are dealing with the situation and some are just for talking, some will provide and share resources. Um, I've got a self-help group on Facebook called How to Get Your Shit Together and I'll link you to it mm-hmm. where we share resources and advice and that sort of stuff. Yep. There's support out there of people that will care. It it sucks. It, it just sucks if you're in a, in a situation with your family that you can't talk about it or Absolutely. the workplace where you can't talk about it. but Given that we live in a modern age and the fact that you are listen to, listen to the podcast suggests you have access to the internet. Mm. Therefore, look online for that support.
1: I think one thing probably just worth saying is, have you felt that you've lost any relationships after you came out? Mm. Has, do, you, has, do you think you've lost any friends or family members? Myself? Because you've told them that you had a mental
0: Mental issues. Problem? And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've come out and talked about a lot of different stuff. Mm. Mental health, um, childhood trauma and sexual abuse. yeah a bunch of stuff. And I mean, if I've lost people, I don't know about it. So obviously they weren't that important in my life anyway.
1: Yeah. So I guess people are afraid that they'll lose people. Yeah, of course. So did you find that you had any significant losses after you? Well,
0: no, I actually think I've, um, I've become closer to people because like I said, I opened up with my stuff and then a bunch of people like, oh, well this is, you know, and they'll, they'll share their stories with me. And it's, people are sort of, sort of craving to talk about stuff. You know, it's sort of like there's this sort of like liberation feeling of going, "Oh, we can talk about it now." Yeah. And, you know, that's what happens with social movements. And, you know, mental health and mental illness needs to be something that's spoken about because it's so prevalent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I probably have lost some people because of it, but probably a good thing in the in the long run.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, that's the other thing I was going to mention if if someone's you're you no matter what, right? Yeah. And that means you're you with your mental health issues. If if you've got sexuality that is, you know, different to the, the social group that you're in. Like, yeah. you're still you. You're, you can't change these things. You know, th- there's certain things about you that are you. You can't change your past. You, you are who you are. So either you can sort of come out and find people that are supportive of you.
1: Yeah.
0: Or you can continue to play that game. Now, that being said, when I'm working or if I'm in a situation that, you know, I'm not just wearing it on my forehead like, hey, I've got these issues, yeah. that doesn't, it's not appropriate, but I'm not going to shy away from talking about it.
1: Exactly, just be open to talking about it, you yeah. don't have to throw in people's face either. 100%, yeah.
0: because then it becomes that obnoxious thing of, oh, hey, I've got this problem, or oh, hi, I'm this thing, and that's yeah. that becomes a whole side issue of you know, leading can potentially cause the stigma to, to persist of like, um, you know, that attention seeking sort of stigma that people sort of put upon mental illness. So you want to sort of play it smart, but sort of go do what you can and start, start being open and start talking about it, start sharing it. Maybe, and look, look, if people do look down upon you, as the question says, that's an opportunity to educate them.
1: Yes. There, there's a reason they're like looking down. Like we talked down. about before, being assertive. And you have
0: yeah. to be assertive. The, there's a reason they're looking down upon you. It's either they're completely bigoted mm-hmm. and they've just, you know, the typical person that's just ignorant. Yeah. And they're not willing to change, in which case, if, do your best to just cut that person. Or they're ignorant to it because they just haven't been exposed to mm. the knowledge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if you talk to them and say hey well look i can't actually do that because of xyz you know and you can start talking to them and sharing and and you know hopefully they'll start understanding and you know like share with them links and resources and things that you've discovered that have helped you to explain mm. it and by educating them you're actually helping them to get to know you better and to help connect with you know almost half of the world's population yeah. that are dealing with and health.
1: you're also giving them an opportunity and they'll probably go one of two ways they'll either say i don't want to hear about this, is absolutely ridiculous what you're saying. Yep. Or they'll have the opportunity to go, okay, well, I'm going to learn something here and sorry if I've come across in a different way before and, you know, it might actually be really eye-opening for them. And they might even be going through something themselves. Sometimes it's that, you know, the homophobe that's secretly gay inside. Like mm. they might be going through something themselves that they don't want to face. So they're saying, well, nobody, nobody else gets to face it either.
0: So, yeah, do your best to address it. And if... You know, at worst, someone that really probably shouldn't be in your life will be cut. At best, maybe you're helping them with their own issues that they could be dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, back to what I'm doing, I'm trying to share this stuff because it will help other people as well. Like, um, you know, if you share stuff online or start talking about it, there'll be people that won't even comment or you won't even hear about it, mm. but you're actually impacting them and helping them. Absolutely. We're, but once again, protect yourself at all costs. if it's gonna impact you too badly. Hmm. don't yeah, so I think that's um all we've got time for at the moment, yeah, just very quickly. I want to um just go into some stuff that I've got coming. I've actually just released a couple of pieces of fiction and some poetry, and I'm gonna be doing some more of that. I've talked about it in the past, writing's a really good form of therapy for me, um so I think the next podcast, I might read a couple of pieces of poetry and fiction and stuff and Talk about that a bit more, but if you want to get a preview of that, head over to my website at zacharyhuffenphillips.com, and from there you can click on the fiction and poetry link. You can also check out um, my next book, How to Get Your Shit Together. And in that, I'm going to be sharing tips, tricks, and advice that I've learned from reading well over a hundred self help books. And it's on a variety of topics from overcoming anxiety, defeating depression, moving on from trauma, getting organized, finding meaning, and following your dreams. And what I wanted to do is synthesize all that knowledge into a useful resource that can that can actually just be a go-to manual. You know, I've read a bunch of books, like I've said, and they just the information is very sporadic and scattered and it's sort of like I I didn't find any one book that had all of the information that I found useful. So I wanted to find a place and put it all together and just you know, it's the self-help book that I wanted to have. Yeah. And you know, so so with that in mind, um You can find the link on on my website of that one as well. And I've got some videos up that I'm talking about some of the stuff from the book. So you can sort of get a preview for that. If you're interested, I would really suggest that you sign up to the email list because you can get stuff that I'm doing here direct to your email. Um, That can be found on the website as well. The final thing is, um, I'd love to connect with you on social media if you've got a question for me or just want to just chat. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Zach P. Phillips. And I've also started a Pinterest account, which I've got a bunch of, uh, like, images and blog links and pictures on a variety of mental health stuff but also some other things like tattoos and nature yeah um writing quotes
1: some fun stuff in there as well some some other stuff lots of resources too lots of
0: resources so Yeah. yeah um and that'll all be linked below but i'm on the social medias at zach p phillips so yeah thanks and thanks again maria
1: thank you